Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iLoveSCBC.org. Uh, good morning, Somerville Community Baptist Church. For those of you who may still not know me, my name is Larry, and I am the Minister of Christian Education here at SCBC. And it is my privilege to serve in that role, and it is also my privilege to be sharing with you from God's Word this morning. So before we get into the Word, let's just pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this Sunday to worship you, Lord. We thank you that even though we cannot gather together in person, Lord, that we can still gather in spirit and in truth to worship you, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you would open our minds and our hearts to what your word has for us this morning. And may these words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this Sunday is the last Sunday of 2020. And man, was 2020 a roller coaster of a year. And that is a huge, huge understatement. I don't know about you, but for me, 2020 started off as a fairly normal year. Uh, I was in Scotland, and I was working on my master's and finishing my thesis for that program. Or not finishing, but working on it. And uh, 2020 began normally. I was in school. I was in school the year before, so I was in the normal academic routine. And yet, uh, in mid-February, I got some shocking news uh, my supervisor and the professor who was helping me with my thesis had suddenly passed away. Um, it, was, it was devastating and it was really sad because it was unexpected. And at that point, him and I had developed a, a pretty good relationship. He was, he was uh, working well with me and uh, just helping me a lot in, in my project. So that was around mid-February. A few weeks later, I'm hearing news about COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus, and as I'm, I'm, I'm in Scotland, I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this, will, this will blow over. It'll just be a, a couple months or maybe even a few weeks, and things will get back to normal. But boy, was I wrong, right? I spent all of March and all of April in Scotland just under lockdown and, and quarantine in my apartment, thinking that things were going to get back to normal, and they did not. So uh, early May, I ended up coming back to the U.S., and I went to New York to, to stay with my dad, and I was able to spend uh, spring and summer with him and with, with my then-fiancé, uh, Gladys. And so, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough, rough transition, rough being in quarantine, and it was difficult to, to do my work, to work on this, this thesis. I had no access to library. I had no supervisor. And so um, it was. Uh, it was certainly a roller coaster of a year. Although it wasn't all bad, I did get married in September. Uh, Pastor David officiated, and he did our premarital counseling. So there was one bright spot in a year that has been uh, pretty bad, and I'm sure it's been bad for for most of you. I'm sure some of you have lost jobs or lost income, and even have lost loved ones. And I'm sure we would like to just have a whole redo of, of 2020, but unfortunately, that's not how life works. And so 
after such a difficult year, after so much loss, so much pain, how do, how do we move forward? How do we go forward, right? We uh, Normally at the end of the year, we, we tend to look back and reflect on the year, the good and the bad, but this is a year that has been bad for many, many people and for many different reasons. And so how do we, how do we not lose hope? How do we have courage and have motivation to keep pressing on? I know for me, I, it's, it's been difficult to, to try to, to have the motivation to keep, to keep working on, on my thesis and to finish my degree um, as I'm still working on it, right? My, I got an extension up until March. But what, what, is it, what is it that we need? How can we find hope? in the midst of a terrible year and in a 2021 where we don't know uh, how, where things are going to go. We have a little glimmer of hope with the vaccine and that this pandemic will come to an end, but we're still not sure. So how can we continue in this time? And I believe the answer to that comes in our passage for this morning. And that's in Philippians 3 verses 12 to 14. Again, that's Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 to 14. And it reads, is the Apostle Paul speaking, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And this is God's word for us this morning. So the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church in Philippi, and the book of Philippians is known as one of Paul's prison epistles. So Paul was in prison, and he wrote this letter or spoke the letter, and someone wrote it down for him, and he's speaking from prison. So talking about someone who probably had a difficult year, a couple of years, this is very fitting that we read this at the end of the 2020 that we just had. And so Paul adopts this mindset, the in-progress mindset. He is a work in progress, and he has a goal that is in progress, right? He says in verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this or have arrived at my goal. And then in verse 13, he emphasizes again, he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, uh, this goal, this prize. And so I think for us, we need to adopt this mindset that our goal is not yet achieved. And it's great to set goals and to achieve them. But when we have a goal that is not rooted in Christ, that is not rooted in God, when we achieve it, it, it becomes very anticlimactic. It becomes, we, we get up here, and then after we achieve it, it's like, now what? Now what do we do? Where do we go from here? I accomplished my goal. I did my life's purpose. Now what do I do? And so if we adopt this in-progress mindset, we won't, we won't have this anticlimactic achievement because our goal is rooted in Christ and in God, which is an ongoing goal. Just to give you an example of, of someone who, who achieved everything and found it uh, hopeless or meaningless, I'll tell you about the heavyweight, former heavyweight champion, 
um, Tyson Fury, or a current heavyweight champion now, but uh, he first fought for the heavyweight title in 2015. So Tyson Fury, he's from, he's from Britain. Um, his, his dad was a boxer, and his dad named him Tyson after Mike Tyson, the heavyweight champion that many of us have know and have heard about. And so his goal his whole life was to become heavyweight champion of the world. And so 2015 was his chance, his big title shot. He was facing a champion who had been unbeaten in 11 years, Vladimir Klitschko from Ukraine. And so this seemed like an impossible task for Tyson Fury because the champion he was going against was too strong. No one had beaten him in 11 years. And uh, not many people believed he could do it. But this was his goal in life. His name even said it. His name is Tyson, to be strong like Mike Tyson. And yet on that night in November, he shocked everyone and he beat Klitschko and became the unified heavyweight champion of the world. He was, he was so excited, he even sung a song to his wife in the ring after the fight. And he was on cloud nine. He did it. He became heavyweight champion. He achieved his goal. And you would think this would have been the happiest moment of his life, and it would have been smooth sailing from there. But in fact, this became the darkest moment of his life. Shortly after winning all the titles, uh, Tyson Fury began to do drugs. Uh, he began to overeat, began to drink a lot of alcohol. And in fact, he gained uh, he, uh, his heaviest. He was around 400 pounds. So he was supposed to rematch uh, the former champion, but he ended up not being able to do it because um, he failed drug tests and he was, he was overweight and not in shape to box. And so that, that achievement was so great, but yet he didn't know where to go from there. He didn't have the mindset of, I want to stay champion. His goal is just, I want to be champion. And once he reached it, Life was meaningless. The, the achievement was not what, it was, what he thought it would be. And his life went downhill from there. And so this is what happens when we, when we have goals and we achieve them. And we don't have this, this work in progress mindset, this striving towards the goal mindset. Because when we achieve it, it's meaningless. Even someone like former New, England's Patriot, uh, former New England's Patriot quarterback Tom Brady, he had this same feeling when his goal was to win a Super Bowl and he finally did it. And he thought, man, this, was, this is it? This is all it is? And so we see the difference for Paul is that he has a goal that he is constantly working towards. Imagine if Paul had just said, you know what? I want to plant three churches. That's it. I'm done. Um, this, is, this is all I want to do. He would have achieved that, and then his life would have been, well, now what? But he knew that this was not his goal. What, was, what exactly was his goal? He says it in verse 10 of our passage. He says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And in verse 11, he says, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Paul's goal was, I want to know Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And let me tell you something. This is not a goal that we will achieve perfectly 
on this side of eternity, right? We, we will never be perfect. We will never be perfectly like Jesus. We will never be as loving and as gracious as he is. But that doesn't mean we do not try, right? Jesus told us to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's something we can always improve on, something we can always be moving towards. And we can always be moving towards spreading the gospel and bringing God's kingdom to earth. This was Paul's never-ending goal. And so as uh, we live in a time that's called the already but the not yet. And so the already, what this means is the already is that Jesus came, he lived, he did his ministry, he was crucified, he died, and he resurrected, and he ascended. That has already been accomplished, right? We now have access to God through Jesus because of his work. That's the already. The not yet is that uh, Jesus has not returned and made everything perfect and restored everything to what it was supposed to be. He left his disciples on earth to plant his church, to spread his message, and to spread his kingdom. And he told them that he would return. He would come back and he would finish the work. But our work is to continue that work that Jesus began. And Paul knew this. And Paul was suffering because of this. But yet he knew that he had a goal, he had a purpose in life to achieve. And he wouldn't perfectly achieve it now. But he knew that when, when his life was over, he would be with Christ and he knows that the work would be finished at the appropriate time. And so that is the never-ending goal that Paul has, to be like Jesus, to, be, to know him and to continue to strive towards him, to keep going until he reaches Jesus. Keep going until we reach Jesus. Now we may be thinking, well, it's impossible to be like Jesus, right? It's impossible to be perfect. It's impossible to always do the right thing. And so why, why should we try, right? Why should we have this sort of impossible goal? How is that going to keep us going? It is impossible on this side of our lives, but it is a goal that is guaranteed to be accomplished because it was paid for by Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. So yes, in our lives, things will be difficult. We will suffer as 2020 and has shown us. But at the end of it all, it will be fulfilled. So we keep pressing. We keep going. That's what Paul is telling us here. Because we won't achieve it but we can continue to make progress, right? As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. So yes, we may say, well, this goal is impossible, but at the same time, it's not because God gave us his spirit to help us, to help us to grow, to help us to know him more and to love, love him and to love others around us more. There's always room for improvement, always growth, that we can, we can strive towards. Many, uh, some of us listening, I'm sure have been Christian for, for many years, right? Think about the time when you first became a Christian. Are you the same person you were maybe those years ago? Or even if you're a newer Christian, think about your life before being a Christian and how different it is now, right? So it's not 
impossible, as in we won't ever make progress. We will always make progress if we are abiding in Christ and going towards Him. We'll make progress. We just won't ever fully achieve it on this side of eternity. But we keep going and going and going. One person who knew this well was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King, many know him as as a civil rights activist. He was mainly a pastor. He was a pastor. He was motivated by his faith in Jesus to fight for the things that he he knew was right. And so first was was civil rights, right? Ending ending, uh, segregation and the unfair treatment that African-Americans were receiving. And um, at one point, uh, he helped he helped push for the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to pass. And now tied to that Civil Rights Act was also voting rights. Many African Americans in the South and other parts of the country, they were denied the right to register to vote. So they didn't even have a say in what was happening in their politics. So he marched on Selma and he organized. And in 1965, the government passed the Voting Rights Act. And so you, Many may have thought, okay, Dr. King, he accomplished what he did. Maybe he'll pack his bags and he'll go home and, uh, you know, look back on what a great achievement he did. No, he kept fighting. In 1968, the year he was assassinated, he started what was known as the Poor People's Campaign. He was fighting for those who were, were poor, who were homeless who were being neglected by by society and did not have any economic opportunities. And he was fighting for them to have a a living wage, to have the dignity of of having food and shelter and all these different things. And he kept fighting. Just because one project was done didn't mean that everything was perfect. There was still more work to do. And he continued to do it until he was assassinated. And so that is, that is the mindset we need to take, this in-progress mindset of, yes, um, I may be better than I was before, but there's always room for me to grow. There's always room for me to love others more and to know God more and to know Jesus more and to be like Him. And we press on and we do that until God calls us home to be with Him. And the Apostle Paul knew this. In chapter 1 of Philippians, he told the Philippians, hey, you know what? It'd be better for me if I was with Jesus already. That's where I'd rather be. He'd suffered enough. He'd done a lot. Um, He knew he didn't achieve everything, but he's like, it'd be better for me if I was with Jesus. But he said, I understand that I'm still alive. God has me alive for a reason and for a purpose, and I'm going to keep pressing because I know that my goal has not yet been reached my my ultimate purpose has not been reached and it won't be until God calls me home. And that's when I know it'll be done. And I can be assured at the end that it will be fulfilled. It will be accomplished when we are following Jesus and working towards being more like him and knowing him. It is never a goal that is in vain. It is never a goal that will not be repaid because it is a goal that is guaranteed to be achieved not because of how great we are not because we're so good and we're so obedient but because of what jesus did for us 
And so we know that, uh, like I said, 2020 has been a difficult year. Lots of pain, lots of suffering. And like the Apostle Paul, uh, who also suffered, um, we, we are called to continue to keep fighting and to keep pressing. And we do that uh, not because Jesus promised us um, a good life or a life without pain or a life without suffering. We do that because we know that he experienced those sufferings too. He went through pain. He experienced the things or the types of things that we experience today in our lives. And we know that God is not far away. He's not off in heaven in a distant place where he can't hear us. God is here with us and among us. And he demonstrated that in becoming one of us in Jesus. We celebrated uh, Christmas a couple days ago. And that is the ultimate sign and promise from God that even though our lives are difficult, even though we will struggle, he's saying, I, I struggle too. I suffered too. I'm there with you. I'm there for you. The, the final outcome is determined. I will be victorious in the end. And you, my followers, will be with me in my kingdom. You will inherit what I accomplished the inheritance for you. I just need you to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep pressing. Life will be difficult. We will suffer. Things will happen. But we know that there's still work to be done. As long as we're breathing, as long as God, as God gives us life to be here in this world, until the, new, until the new heavens and the new earth come, we know that there is work to do. There is a goal that we won't achieve now, but that Jesus will achieve for us in the end. So we keep pressing, keep going until we reach Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your love for us, Lord. God, we thank you that you are not a God who is distant and far away, but that you are a God who has experienced the suffering and pain that we experience, God. Lord, we know 2020 has been a bad year for many of us, God, but we know that there is still work to be done, Lord. There is still room for growth. We can still know you more, Jesus, and be more like you. So I pray for all of us, God, that you would help us to be more like your son, Jesus. You would strengthen us with your Holy Spirit to do it, Lord, and that you would give us the hope and the courage and the motivation to do it in the midst of so much trials and tribulations, God. May you strengthen all of us. May you help us to, to persevere and to always remember that you are there with us, that you have given us a hope that cannot be taken away. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.